that will be coming uh, in January as well. Um, so all mountains. So we build up from skills to all mountain and building confidence and mindset there. Um, I'm also bringing in um, also another week is a women's sort of off piece um, slash sort of access to the backcountry week. things I find fascinating are the characteristics behind many different brands. Some of them are outgoing and energetic, some of them are a little bit more laid back. So in this podcast, we look to explore all the different characteristics, not only of the brand itself, its roots, its origins, but the people behind the brand. And is there a bit of a relationship between the characters of the people and the characters of the brand? Hey, what's up, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Legends of the Brand. And this week, we're playing a bit of catch-up. We're catching up with Floss Cockle from Free Flow Coaching, who lets us in on her winter, how it's been, some of the adventures that she's gone on up in Norway, as well as what she's gone up to over the summertime, and what she's planning for the season ahead. So hopefully you'll enjoy this episode. Now, on with the show. Well, good afternoon, good morning, and welcome wherever you are, and welcome to this episode of Legends of the Brand. And today we have back on the show, Floss Cockle from Free Flow Coaching. So welcome aboard. Hi, hi, thanks, Bill. Thanks for inviting me back. I'm so yeah, excited no to be here. Well, you know, you and I were chatting beforehand, uh, and it's obviously it's quite nice to to kind of catch up and find out how things have gone because you've had a, a big season. So uh, fingers crossed you'll be able to enlighten us on a few of the things that you've done. You've been on a few adventures, I know, uh, but also just kind of catch up. So uh, as we kick off, um, so how are you doing? You, you, you keeping well? Has it been a pretty good season for you? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm in really good spirits and uh, good form at the moment. And it's been, you know what, last season was a very interesting season. Um, it was far from stable, as you know, um, with, the, with literally the COVID difficulties and travel, as well as the snowpack. Um, but the season started really well in December. We had the most amazing snowfalls. I don't know if you heard about those, um, which started really well. And then unfortunately, we had the frontier, you know, the border of England and uh, the UK was closed. Um, so that really had a big effect on the business and obviously tourism coming into France as well. Um, and then unfortunately we started again and then everyone ended up getting COVID. And I remember like all the clients I had would be texting me, oh no, Floss, I've got COVID, I've got COVID. So yeah, January I had COVID, but once I got through that, um, February, March and April was just, yeah, amazing. You know, a real turnaround and good weather. Yeah, and just so happy. I was just so happy to be back doing the job I love, really. And spending time, I guess, with with, uh, with people and just kind of getting back to a bit of bit of normalcy, I guess, is is is, is kind of what where, where we're at. But uh, well, that's good. And yeah. Um. And in terms of the people that were, were were coming to to visit you, I mean, can you talk through some of the way that you know were they hesitant to come? I mean, what 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 was the thought process like in terms of uh, tourists coming to travel? I mean, were they all were they pre books Were they last minutes? How did that work? So a lot of it, um, a lot of it was pre-booked. Um, so that was quite difficult with regards to, you know, obviously deposit and um, and sort of changing different times. A lot of it was last minute. Um, some were local. So there was quite a challenge on everyone really last year with all regards to, you know, the, the, the COVID certificates that you have to have and carry and just generally a fear of the unknown. And I feel like that at the moment is really massive. Like we've really lost our confidence in traveling at the moment. And um, you know, as I said, I've been 
you know, since the end of the season, I've actually travelled to Norway and Australia and UK. <laughs> I've been getting my miles in. Um, yeah, and, and, you know, I've actually made a video, Phil, which is actually interesting, about seven top tips of what I've learned travelling, just to give people some confidence of what to mm -hmm. do um, on my YouTube channel, Cross. so that's really good to pick up. Um, oh, but yeah, brilliant. just to build up of what, yeah, just to build up what's going on and how to be confident. But generally, I find that, you know, once you actually get to these countries, even like now coming back from the UK to France, I mean, even for myself, I was really worried about the Brexit and, you know, everything like that. But, you know, there's no problems at all, just went straight through. So, yeah. Oh, that's brilliant. Um, I guess, you know, if, if we reflect back on on the season that's that's just happened, um, yeah. is there a uh, is there a standout day? Let, let's talk about because obviously, you know, we'll hopefully, we'll get the opportunity to chat about your your trip to Norway. But if we're if we reflect back your time in the Alps, is there a standout day that for the season that that kind of springs to mind uh, that encapsulates your season? Oh wow! I think I think I had quite a few actually. I think it was every time I was seeing clients and friends coming out that I haven't seen for two or three years. I mean. I had lots, you know, just giving people a hug and just being so grateful to see people, clients and friends and family. Yeah, so I had a lot, lot of that really. Cool. So I wouldn't say it's just one particular day. I'd say actually throughout the season, just, you know, being back in contact um, with everybody. And it's been such a long time. Yeah. Uh, it, I, uh, it's obviously not, not the same, but because uh, uh, obviously, you know, your, your, your role involves you... Uh, teaching and being outside and skiing all the time. So when you can't do it, it obviously has a tremendous effect. Uh, but, you know, I reflect back on this past year when we had the opportunity to go to the, uh, uh, do some skiing in, in Austria. And there's that funny feeling when you haven't done it in such a long time, you, you, you click your boots in, into the bindings, and you start sliding on. It feels so completely alien. It feels alien, but familiar at the same time. And, and then you get to the top of the lift, you kind of go, I really hope I remember how to do this sort of thing. And obviously a lot of us do, but I can't help but think there's probably a, a, a number of your clients who perhaps hadn't had the same, hadn't had the opportunity to go skiing for a few years. And they're probably going through the same motions as well. But then, then for yourself, you know, you're probably kind of going, I, I got this. I can remember how to teach. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's so funny. You hit the nail on the head. Um, you know, this year, because a lot of clients and people on skiers haven't really skied two, three years, sometimes four years. That exactly you know everyone has forgotten so I really saw you know a massive lack of confidence and also you know forgotten skills when skiing so I pretty much brought the levels down and people's expectations down whereas I think next winter will be slightly different to that but you're going to laugh Bill because you know last season was my 25th winter season yeah <laughs> teaching and coaching I still have that feeling on the first day I get back on my skis I'm like how do I do this? <laughs> yeah, it's a, I, think, I think we all get that at some point. Uh, I just want to just quickly just jump back for a quick second. You mentioned about you, you had to adjust the levels of the um, of perhaps uh, and the expectations of some of your uh, customers and clients. I'm curious to, to uh, as well, to, uh, from your, your customer's perspective, did they, did they approach the opportunity to travel and spend time in the mountains differently compared to years past 
in terms of were they a bit more kind of like, yay, I just want to ski everything, or they a bit more kind of laissez-faire about it and the fact they they're just enjoying the experience. So I was wondering, was there a vibe that your, your customers had in terms of being back at the mountains? Yeah, they definitely had a vibe of, you know, like myself, gratefulness and happy to be there, um, you know, just feeling so lucky and, and also, you know, their life that they've kind of missed and their experience, you know, especially for people that come over every year or they've got apartments and they have the winter here. Um, so that was a big thing as well. Um, but I did feel like the majority of my clients coming over, they were very tentative, you know, mm -hmm. things weren't just completely right. So, mm -hmm. you know, not everybody had that full confidence, not only in their, you know, skiing, actually the sport, but also for traveling and, mm -hmm. you know, just getting there too. Um, yeah. yeah, it was, it was uh, ebbs and flows, I would say, <laughs> last season. <laughs> and uh, one of the things that you, you had uh, some great success on as well was your uh, your chats. You started, you had your chairlift chat Wednesdays, which you, uh, uh, I'd be interested to find out about those because you ended up uh, chatting to, were they random people? Did you set, set up beforehand? How, how did that kind of work? Because you talk us through uh, the concept and, and what you're actually doing there. Okay, so um, as you probably know, because of COVID um, in October and I lost my dance, you know, I needed that distraction. So I built the YouTube channel up. And um, last season in December, um, end of October, beginning of December, I was with a client and um, you know, the chairlift stopped and we were just having this random chat on a chairlift. And he actually came up with the idea to do chairlift chat Wednesday, Nathan. So um, that's how it started. It was like literally a podcast, a YouTube podcast on a chairlift. And um, we were just chat, giving tips to different people. And um, yeah, it'd be really good. So I'd actually, a lot of it, I would actually bring my own clients in um, weekly and it happened every Wednesday. And we'll just sit there, get some amazing views and people just talk about, you know, tips, what's helped them, what, what hasn't helped them, what's their challenges, how they've overcome them. And, and just basically ski chat. Ah, I love it. <laughs> and, I didn't uh, have to do much talking, so that was good. <laughs> And uh, was it, uh, so you would, uh, was it an advantage when the chairlift stopped <laughs> or was it a disadvantage? You got like, I got to string it out. I got to string it out. Yeah. Yeah. And it's quite interesting because some chairlifts are 16 minutes. So um, yeah, you have, to, and then some other chairlifts, you've got four minutes. So I'm like, right, we need to wrap this up very quick. You know, <laughs> so it's a bit, it's a bit like your podcast as well, isn't it? So, and you have to pretty much be on it. But I found the audio really difficult um, on that. That's the biggest challenge for me is the audio. Um, so, but we'll see. But it's great talking to people and sort of getting inside their inner game and, you know, seeing what they're up to, what's working and, and just going from there, really. Which is uh, so you, you managed to have a number of your clients there, but uh, did, you, did you pick up a handful of randoms as well, kind of uh, people who just kind of like, oh, I recognize you're British. Come on, let's have a chat. Do you know what? I was going to do like a random chairlift chat where I just pick someone and then, nah, yeah, I didn't do it this season. I might be able to do it next season and maybe get more, um, more. I would like to get more businesses on, on the chats as well. And maybe even some, you know, famous, famous people on the chairlift. That would be good, wouldn't it? No, that'd be awesome. That'd be brilliant. So here we are we're going, going up the, the chairlift with, you know, the prime minister or something. Well, maybe that's a bad, bad yeah. choice of words. Oh, anyway, we're going to be famous. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's brilliant and uh, so obviously you, you then published them on your um on your facebook page and uh, was it on instagram as well and on youtube i mean talk talk us through that did you have because you have your youtube channel actually has taken off a fair amount as well hasn't it 
Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, and we are going to talk all day about YouTube. Um, what an amazing journey, really. I mean, something from, you know, becoming so small and, you know, for myself, it's so late in life. I'm not one of the down kids, you know, that um, of the YouTubers. So, um, yeah, I just want to say thank you to everybody who's been listening and really supporting the channel and, you know, giving me those thumbs ups and hitting that subscribe button and just helping along the way. And I never thought I would. It was such a goal of mine just to reach the thousand subscribers before the new year. And yeah, and I reached that two days, two days before New Year this year. And um, and then became and then became an affiliated uh, YouTuber at, you know, 45. <laughs> wow, that's brilliant. That's awesome. So yeah. see, now you're down to kids. You need to get one of those, isn't it a, a big YouTube award? Isn't it? It's like a giant, giant play button, isn't it? You get one of those soon. Yeah. Uh, well, 10,000. Yeah, 10,000. I need to get there. Yeah, I'm, I'm quite way off yet. So, um, but I still I have want to build up on it. Something I'm, yeah, something I really want to be, I'm really passionate about it. So uh, you'll have that done by Christmas, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> so um, just whilst, hard on that whilst we're there, so what is your YouTube channel name then, if people are interested in finding out more about that? Yeah, so you can find out um, it's Free Flow Floss um, without the W is the channel. And it's pretty much, it's all about building confidence and skills for skiers beyond the peak, really. Mm -hmm. um, and it's giving my, you know, advice and tips, tutorial, as well as also the chairlift chat. Yeah, and it's, I really want it to be like a people's channel, like a, you know, I don't want it to be, oh, wow, look at me, I'm an expert, I'm amazing. I've never been like that as a teacher or coach. I'm more like to sort of share and help people on the journey. And I just love when people comment and ask me questions and, you know, I can just help them. So the, like the other day I had um, a guy that got in touch with me through the YouTube channel with regard to his, you know, his dog's paws and how he can prevent them from getting hurt when ski touring and things like that. I can just pass on my experience. So, oh, yeah, that's I love a, it. That's brilliant. And um, obviously you, know, you, you have a fair amount of content. You have uh, uh, I, I mean, this you did a lot of filming as well because you did uh, your stuff on the slopes, but then you also bit, did your big trip up to Norway. Now, are, is that element going to go on YouTube channel as well? Yeah, so I've got, you know, Norway. Well, I don't know where to start with that one. That was quite an adventure. It's been on the list for like three or four years. And because of COVID, obviously, we had to push it back. So we actually managed to do two weeks in Norway um, and we sort of planned our adventures, you know, together as as. Yeah, it's really good as four um, and around the Lofoten Islands. And also, believe it or not, Norway internet, the most amazing and fast internet I've ever had. And um, yeah, I managed to create nine videos. So I've actually had three out on the channel and they will be coming out. The rest of the channel, the rest of the videos will be coming out at the beginning of the season, probably September, October um, for the day adventures as well. So yeah, that's, that's amazing Norway for you. Oh, that's awesome. So, and so it was a touring trip, was it? You, you obviously went and you did a fair amount of adventures through there, or was it just a, it wasn't obviously resort to resort. It was, was it just like wild camping with regards to your touring? So we, um, we basically based ourselves in uh, the Lofton area. Um, so, and we, we literally got our Airbnb and from there, we just did adventures from, you know, every day from there. Um, and that regarded literally, you know, sea to summit, you know, being able to actually ski up all the way and doing different summits as well as coming down to the sea as well. Uh, yeah, so it was great. But I have to be honest, Phil, there was no sunshine. 
I've never had, you know, used my fat like goggles so much in two weeks. Um, so yeah, it was an amazing experience, but the, the weather definitely wasn't on our side. And as you go into the videos, you'll see it. There's a lot of, you know, wipeout days and storms. And then, mm. yeah, one, one, one day we had to sort of fizzy out at the top of the mountain and wait for a storm to pass mm -hmm. just so that we could, uh, yeah, be able to see down. And what, what were the snow conditions like, especially if you're skiing down to, you said you ski down to sea level, is that right? Yeah, so we, we got over there around the 22nd of April. It was quite a light season, very similar to here with regards to snowpack. So um, in, we were lucky with the weather because we had, we did have a few early snowfalls as well and a few in, in the two weeks, which sort of topped everything up. But the base was really quite thin coming down to the sea. Um, but there were, you know, nice pockets of good snow as well. And we only had literally one day, really, where it was actually a lot, you know, a lot of a wind crust and sort of that unbreakable crust, which is hard to see. Mm. Um, so it was pretty good. But the sort of impression I got from the locals and everyone there was like it was a thin season, you know, not as good snow as previously. Mm. And because uh, I've never done it, so I'm kind of curious to find out about right. it as well. But okay. uh, when you when you uh, the the when you ski down the, the 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 pitch to to the sea i mean how i guess in some cases yeah everybody's seen the pictures where you have the boat on the and they you know they, they take you over the edge and you know you, you get on you tour up and you ski down in your particular case uh you didn't have a boat or anything like that did you were you just skiing down and then had to find a different route out or how did that work yeah so we didn't have a boat mainly um mainly because of me really um yeah i wanted to be free and to follow the follow the snow but also have more luxuries you know comfort at home um and i, I just wanted to just be our group i didn't want it to be like a group of eight 12 or 16 people on a boat um so literally we'd pick a route down we would you know it's, it's a lot of navigation and reading maps um and then working on a route just down sometimes you can ski completely down to the sea and sometimes we would have a bit of a walk out as well that's so a, a bit of a mixture. That sounds brilliant. And uh, so uh, you, all these different videos, and did you say you're actually going to make a, like a proper film or, is, or uh, it encapsulates your entire trip or is it just going to be a combination of the, the videos themselves? So at the moment, I've got created nine videos about mm -hmm. it and eventually in the end season, I'd like to yeah, just put one, one video, one film together, you know, from start to finish. So you can watch it. It'll probably be about 20 minutes, 25 minutes. Um, so you can actually, you know, really engage the whole adventure. Uh, that's going to be awesome. And then you can submit it to the, was it the Cannes Film Festival, the Sundance <laughs> Film Festival? I don't know. Some adventure festival. I don't, I don't know if they'll have me. <laughs> it's not hardcore enough. <laughs> if I get the ropes off and just start hanging off something, then, then I might be, you know, invited to these festivals. <laughs> Oh, that sounds, it sounds good, though. I mean, I'd be looking forward to seeing that. And uh, with with all this stuff going on as well, I mean, obviously, you, you really enjoyed it. If we were to take, uh, let's take aside the um, the fact that you had the, to uh, see people and to, um, you know, get out there teaching. What was what, what is your takeaway vibe or what's your takeaway for, for the season? What's been the best thing about this, this past season? Past oh, season? Wow. I mean, so many things. You know in so many different ways obviously doing the job i love which has been amazing um 
to actually go ski touring in the back country and to have the refuges open um mm. that has been amazing i mean just being able to go <laughs> and eat in restaurants and cafes and uh you know just have a normal life just kind of you know on the mountains yeah it's been really good and then having just some you know moments skiing for myself of just you know coming down different couloirs and doing different different routes and Norway has been really good as well I think that's really important especially on a coaching and a teacher side of point of view it's really good to do your own skiing because I do it because of my passion and it's yeah so important I find that if I can ignite my passion I I deliver better um you know and I'm a better teacher coach so yeah to get a bit of time to do my own skiing was really good too a bit of self-development and then um, yeah. One of the things we were chatting beforehand as well in terms of self-development is obviously you have the, the ski season, you have some YouTube and, and uh, videos and trailer chats, but you've also, uh, I guess through through COVID and, and, and everything else, you developed another uh, string, to your, tr string to your bow, which is one-to-one -one coaching, which you're, uh, I guess, talking about a little bit more about. And uh, for those people who are, who are listening in and or watching the video, um, you know, what sort of coaching are you looking at? Is, is it ski coaching online? Is it personal development? What, what are you sort of things you're looking at there? Uh, really, it's quite a broad one. Um, at the moment, I'm doing mixture of fitness. So I'm helping people with regards to their fitness programs, um, you know, to really improve them and make them make marginal gains through through the summer awesome and which obviously leads to better you know performance in skiing but also just being healthier um, on the side i'm also helping a client that's you know coming through injuries i've had a lot of injuries myself so i know a lot about that and i can support people through that um, and just accountable you know you're so much stronger if you work in a team and you have someone you know there and it's just so much more fun isn't it because you know you can send that message and you can ask those questions and you know you, you've got a coach there to push you forwards and i think that's what's really amazing and and that's what i do yeah so i'm really passionate about that and um you know everything that's measured is you know is improved um not only for the client but also you know for myself the coach and i've seen some great really great rewards through my clients this year through the winter not only their fitness but mindset and you know and also their skiing performance so yeah so i mean if you're interested and you need that sort of little support that little nudge ahead or some guidance then you know for people out there just ping me an email at info at freeflowski.com and mm. um, i can get in touch and you know pick up a call that's it and it's it's done on that uh, journey yeah pe people need to be with you so they can do it online from their laptop whatever it is it's it's uh i mean obviously you can do it in person but uh the opportunity to do it anywhere around the globe is is there isn't it yeah so it's virtual so anytime um really flexible and then also meet those persons you know face to face in real life as well so yeah it's good love it oh that's <laughs> really exciting say so, and uh, i mean you know when you're making your films you have to stop to be able to do your uh, your coaching and then you have to run out and go do some touring that's pretty pretty evolved uh, <laughs> sounds like a pretty good pretty good thing um so overall it's been a, been a good season obviously getting back into the uh i know they said back into the saddle but it's probably more like getting back into the boots getting back into the bindings and having a good one um if we take a look to the season ahead uh do you have anything upcoming any surprises for for people what's uh what does this oh. season look like 
you know, I'm actually really quite positive about the season. Um, I know there's obviously an increase with the COVID, you know, and people a bit fearful um, with guards next season. But, you know, booking wise, I would say, yeah, it's a, it's a lot more positive. Um, if you are looking to come, you know, skiing, I would say, you know, look to being booking ahead. Um, definitely for this season because I think a lot of people haven't skied last season and will be coming in so if you want the right coach and teaching in the right resort then it's good to book ahead um, so that side booking side and business side yeah really positive um, with regards to that uh, you know I just really want to build up people's confidence and they're traveling to get here like you know from my experience through Australia um, Norway and the UK you know it's not as bad as people you know what's in your mind mm. um, you know step out and um, come over and enjoy the mountains but I'm actually really excited I mean I'm always pretty excited but this year for free flow ski I'll be bringing back some courses um, which I didn't do last oh, year wonderful um, yeah so I'm really good so I've got an amazing group of women that I ski within team so that will be coming uh, in January as well. Um, so all mountain. So we build up on skills, all mountain, and building confidence and mindset there. Um, I'm also bringing in um, also another week is a women's sort of off piece um, slash sort of access to the backcountry week. So that will all be on my website as well. So just looking for an extra person to join us on on that one too. And um, so yeah, there's really interesting things that I'm going to be bringing in projects. Um, I've got the ski touring, intro to ski touring, which I love doing, um, which will be coming in for next winter as well. And there is talk of uh, going to Georgia um, and Ooh, doing wow. some coaching and skiing in in Georgia, yeah, with Powder Mad. So um, that's still in a in a talking project at the moment, just sort of bringing skills and avalanche um, awareness, you know, set to Georgia. Um, and the clients there. So watch this space. There's a lot, lot in the pipeline. Oh, that's awesome. That'd be a really interesting experience to, uh, to go to Georgia, I guess, and to, uh, I guess, share, share not only your experiences and your knowledge, but I guess it's to educate uh, a portion as well of, of, of people who perhaps have, don't have the same, uh, either maybe the same access to um, uh, the most up-to-date information. So that's, that's really quite interesting. That's, uh, that'd be really interesting to find yeah. out about that. It's a total different destination. It's something I don't know much about at the moment. Um, but on the other hand, it's really good for me as well. I like, I really enjoy going to these places like Norway, Patagonia, um, you know, all around the globe, where it actually pushes my you know navigation skills. So I can use because I'm a mountain leader as well. So I can actually use my navigation and um, yeah, and just basically it just it makes you become a better mountaineer, a better skier, a better leader, and yeah, so yeah, I'm excited about that. See where that's going to happen. If it doesn't happen this year, I'm sure it's going to happen next year. It's just you know getting all the ducks, as they say, in alignment. Oh. And uh, so it being summertime right now, hanging out in the mountains. Are you out on your mountain bike then a fair amount, just uh, doing stuff, oh. keeping fit, running? What 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 are you doing to keep yourself out what of trouble? Really, really interesting actually. So in Australia, when I was out there um, after laying a patio down for my mum. Um, yeah, I just built up some strength session in the gyms, which really has helped me out to come over here. Um, and I've got back into climbing. I do a lot of climbing, so it's a lot of more upper body strength for me in the summer. So it gives the legs a bit of more of a rest. But um, 
yeah, I'm heavily into my downhill mountain biking at the moment, which is brilliant. Um, I've, yeah, I've been out five or six times as I work up in Keene. And uh, I have to be honest, just like the UK, it's just been amazing weather conditions. It's probably been the best summer I've had weather-wise that I can remember. Um, and it's so good. I think for the people, like they always think, oh my God, summer holiday, I need to go to the beach. And I think, you know, a lot of people need to be educated. It's like when it's that hot, when you come up at 2000 meters, you know, there's so many activities, there's shorts and t-shirts, you can be in bikini if you want to be, you know, and there's, there's just so much to do in the mountains. You know, you've got the lake, you can paddleboard, you know, you can water slide, you can tennis, you can downhill mountain bike. I mean, there's just so many activities for the family. And it's, you know, it's a really good adventure holiday um, up in the mountains. So I do, you know, recommend that to people as well, not just the sort of hang to the beach. Yeah, no, the mountains have so much to offer, I think, in the summertime as well. It, it, it amazes me. A few years ago, well, a few times I've had the chance to go to the Alps in the summer. And yeah, it just, uh, there's almost, it's almost more exciting in the summertime because there's so many different things to do. You're not, uh, you're not just doing skiing. You say you can do hiking. They, sometimes they have the adventure playgrounds in the mountains. They say there's lakes. There's all sorts of stuff. So yeah, it's, it's wonderful to, to get out and do that sort of thing for sure. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, I'm really enjoying it. And it's so interesting. It's a bit like skiing as well. Like I go back on the bike and, you know, every turn's not consistent and it's like trying to remember, you know, looking ahead, getting a higher line and, you know, not collapsing. And I'm like, you know, um, so yeah, it's all good to refresh and, and uh, yeah, get, just get involved. Uh, the um we uh we mentioned there about the um uh about laying the patio and uh obviously kind of doing physical activity it reminds you of the story uh i don't know how true it is but uh many many years ago when um herman meyer was 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 obviously doing some building work and somebody and he was obviously building and carrying bricks and they said something like uh herman do you do you uh uh carry bricks to uh, to do your training and he says no i carry bricks to build a house <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you lay patios for training no i lay patios for my mom it's fine it's great yeah it's fine <laughs> so, uh, anyway that's great well listen i i really appreciate your your time and, and catching up and finding out how your season's been because it sounds like it's been a great one and uh, if just before we head off if people want to find out more and want to get in touch uh, can you give us the youtube and your connection and all your all, all your details there Oh, wow. Okay. So YouTube is pretty, very floss without the W. Um, yeah. Just pop on there and please hit that subscribe and really appreciate watching the videos. And if you have any, you know, comments or anything or need any help, just pop on there. Um, website is really the main sort of channel, freeflowski.com without the W again, where you can get all my social media, you know, Facebook and Freeflow. We've got Instagram as well. Um, I'm building up LinkedIn too. Um, so that's kind of the general one, but more than happy to drop me an email and um, yeah, I can get in contact with, with, with everyone, with the audience. Fantastic. Well, that sounds awesome. Well, once again, thank you so much for your time and for coming on and uh, fingers crossed you have a fantastic season, a fa fantastic summer season and I look forward to catching up with you for the winter season again in the very yeah, near future. Thank you, Phil. It's always a pleasure to speak to you and to be on the show. Thank you so much. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of Legends of the Brand. Hope you enjoyed yourself. Listen, drop us an email at info at legendsofthebrand.com. That's 
info at legendsofthebrand.com if you'd like to reach out and get in touch. And make sure to check out the show notes also at all the W's at legendsofthebrand.com. Take care. Have a great day. Bye-bye.